0: The Fourth Wall, Episode 12, Christina Ho. You're listening to The Fourth Wall, a podcast that takes you beyond the screen or the page and brings you into our conversations with the creative people behind your favorite movies, TV shows, comics, and more. My name is Seamus Kelly. I'm a staff writer here at Den of Geek. And I'm also an official Power Rangers expert. I know, delightful. Which is perfect for our guest today. I'll be talking to Christina Ho, who plays Betty on Power Rangers Beast Morphers. As one half of the comedic sibling duo of Ben and Betty, Christina always brings a light touch to any scene she's in on the show. She gets a lot of comedic scenes, and they are very delightful. What fans might not know is that there's more in store for Betty in the future. We also discuss the lengthy casting process, the cast themselves, and how Christina makes Betty more than just the comedic side character. Let's see what she has to say. Welcome to the show, Christina. It's delightful to have you here on the Den of Geek podcast. Thank you. All right, and we're just going to start it off. You know, we're going to take it way back for us. Tell us how you got into acting.
1: Oh, my gosh. I could literally talk forever about this. Um, I guess if you want to go to the very beginning, I was in high school, and I was actually forced to take an elective by my counselor. And it was a toss-up between painting and acting, and I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can really paint, so I guess I'll try acting. Um, And so I took an acting class, and after the first class, my acting teacher was like, you have to try out for the musical. And um, I was like, you know what? I'll just try it. It sounds fun. So I tried out, and then I booked one of the lead roles, and I had to quit my dance team. And I guess the rest is just history. I just fell in love with it. I just loved performing. In front of a live audience, you know, it's just just no other feeling. So yeah, the rest is history
0: (laughs) Right on. So tell me a little bit about your experience with Power Rangers if any before you were cast
1: I well, I obviously knew what it was even my parents who are straight immigrants from Vietnam They even knew what it was. So like I I never watched it, but my my brother did Mm. And I just remember when I got the audition for it I called my parents and I was like, hey, do you guys know Power Rangers and at first, I mean, they don't really speak English very well, but mm. they were like, what is that? And I said, you know, superheroes, there's a blue one, a red one, a yellow one. And they're like, oh my God, Power Rangers. <laughs> so it, it's it's just so funny because they don't speak English very well, but they even knew what Power Rangers was. It's just so iconic. I feel like the whole world knows about it.
0: All right. And now take us through the audition process that you had just from the very first time you found out about it all the way through.
1: Oh my God. Okay. This might be a little long, but sure, that's uh, fine.
0: As long as you want.
1: Yes, I, it literally took five months. The oh my whole,
0: God.
1: I know it was super intense. Um, I remember getting a call last March from my manager and she was like, Hey, they want you in for the yellow Ranger, but here's the thing on the breakdown. It says that they're looking for girls who are like at least five, six. And I was like, uh, Michelle, I'm eleven <laughs> I was like, I'm clearly not 5'6", but you know what? I'm going to prepare for it. I'm going to, like, work on my fight moves, and I'll just go in and kick some ass. And I walked in on a day, on my audition day, and I just saw that all the girls were literally, like, a foot taller than me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to kill it. I walked in. I met Iris, who is a casting director, and she's so nice. She's, like, she's probably... The nicest casting director that I've ever met. And most of them sometimes aren't that nice or like approachable. Mm-hmm. So she made me feel super comfortable. Um, and she asked me how tall I was, and I was like, you know what? I'm 4'11, but I can kick some ass. And she laughed. Um, and I just had this like quirkiness about me in the room that I think she was like, you know what? She's not the Yellow Ranger, but let's call her in for the comedy duo role.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so two months. It was literally two months after my Yellow Range audition that I got called in for the comedy duo role. And I remember reading the script for Betty and I was thinking, oh my God, this is more me. Betty is quirky. She is awkward. She's really out there. And I just remember having this weird feeling of just ease. Like I wasn't nervous. I felt super comfortable in Betty's skin. And I was like, you know what? This could be, this could be it. So they called me in four more times after that. And I remember um, meeting Chip for the first time at the producer session. And he was so chill. And like, like he, he just made me feel really comfortable. And um, then they called me in for the testing day, which is a chemistry test day. And I had to read with about four or five different guys. And it ran about four hours long. And I remember by the end of the day my brain just felt like mush because i had i read with each guy probably about like two to three times and by the end of it i remember chip asking me like who did you like reading with the most and i i knew that ben and betty were supposed to be brother and sister and so i read with like obviously an asian guy because i'm asian i read with like Mm -hmm. know, Cosme, who is clearly not Asian, he's Mexican. But I told Chip, I was like, you know what, I know that Cosme is not Asian. But I really feel like he could be my brother. Like we just have such great chemistry. And there's like a flow there, like a natural flow that works really well. And he looked at Iris, and they all looked at each other and were like, Oh, okay. And then we had to wait for about a month until we found out anything. And it was probably the hardest month of my life. Like, After the audition, I went straight to catering. Like, I was an hour late for catering. And so, after the testing day, I got in my car, changed into my catering uniform, ran to catering. And I just remember like passing hors d'oeuvres and like having just the audition in my head being like, oh my God, I just tested for Power Rangers. And they kept me until the end. And it was just this crazy experience. And then a month later, was when my manager called me, and she was like, hey, I'm going to come over to your apartment tonight. And I was like, oh, my God, is it Power Rangers? And she was trying to be, like, sneaky about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And she was like,
1: um, I, it's not about Power Rangers. I just want to come visit you. And I was like, that's really weird. Like, yeah. why would my manager just come visit me out of nowhere, you know? But she showed up that night, and she had a bunch of Power Rangers balloons with her, and she was like, you booked it. And then that was that.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. So by the time you had gotten down and they were helping you uh, pick, you know, your the, the, your brother on the show, did they know, like, were, were there any other Bettys that were in the running at that point or?
1: At that point, I was the only girl left. So <laughs> I, I didn't want to, like, assume that I got the role because you just never know. Like, this yeah. – Like, you could be the last girl, and then they can still, for some reason, pick somebody else, you know? Mm -hmm. But, like, I had a good feeling since I was the last girl, and they were asking me who I liked the most. But I didn't want to make any assumptions because you just – I feel like in this industry, you get let down so much that you don't ever want to get your hopes up. Right. Yeah.
0: And then what was – so what were some of the sides like? Was it like what we have eventually seen in the show? Were the characters any different?
1: It was, I mean, it wasn't super different. It was definitely a lot longer. Like, there were two really long scenes. Um, There was a scene where, I think it was like a Valentine's Day scene, and basically, I think it, like, oh, yeah. So it was a Valentine's Day scene. Ben and Betty had received these chocolates, you know, for the Rangers, and then they get so hungry that they eat all these chocolates, but then they find out that, like, Someone had like poisoned them and that we're going to evaporate in like five minutes after eating them. And it was it was super funny. It was definitely Ben and Betty trying to do something good, but they kind of mess up and then they kind of have to pay for the consequences.
0: And in that scene, was it mostly just sort of like comedic timing? Was there a lot of was there physicality in it? Was it a was it kind of representative of what you would end up doing?
1: Yeah, it was. Well, kind of. There was a lot of comedic timing, which I loved because I love comedy. And so there were a lot of reversals, a lot of builds. But what I didn't know was that we were gonna have to do stunts. Mm-hmm. Like I like there was nothing anywhere where they were like, you know what, you're gonna have to be in a harness, you're gonna have to fall a lot, you're gonna have to like fall and cozy me a lot, slide across the room. And I didn't know that until I got here and they were like, Hey, you're gonna be doing stunts and I was like, Oh my gosh, okay, let's do it, you know cuz i think about once a week like we're in a harness at least once a week which is crazy cuz we're the comedy duo so but it's super fun
0: so once you had been cast what happened next like what did they tell you about the the character like what tell talks through that process from the yeah. the time you got cast through the time the show started shooting
1: so once we got cast chip called me and he was like congratulations and he was like do you know who your brother is and i was like no, I have no idea. And he's like, it's Cosme. And I was like, Oh my God, he was my favorite. I loved him. And he was like, that's good. Cause you're gonna be with him for the next nine months every day. And, um, we had about one month to pack our stuff, get our living situation together and then go to New Zealand. So it was, it wasn't a lot of time to get, like, it was definitely like frantic, you know, like we, we found out that we were cast and then they're like, you have one month until you have to come to New Zealand and within that month we actually went down to Anaheim for the convention and we all met each other for the first time and um it was kind of like an introduction meeting you know like here's the cast you're going to be working with and I just remember meeting everybody and being like oh my god like I love these people already and and that was when we actually figured out our rooming situation and when I was like you know what Abraham Liana let us room together and now we're rooming together so it was it was definitely hectic but it was it was supposed to happen that way. So yeah.
0: So so you had gone to the Power Morphicon in Anaheim?
1: Yes. We all oh my god, we all I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but we all did. And it was so crazy because when we left the building, they had us leave one by one so that we wouldn't <laughs> I know, and they were like they were like, hey, it's super like top secret. We don't want anyone trying to figure out who you are. So you guys have to leave one by one, not as a whole group. It was like a super top secret thing. And it was kind of funny, but I understand why they were like that. Because I know the fans, like they're pretty good at figuring out
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> and what was it like to see the convention there, especially someone like yourself who hasn't really been exposed to Power Rangers that much?
1: Oh, my God. I was like, I knew how big Power Rangers was. I just didn't realize the magnitude of it, like all these people, all these different people coming together because they love this one thing, you know, it was honestly really beautiful. And it was, um, I don't know, it was a little overwhelming for me in the most amazing way possible, because I was like, next year, we're going to be here and they're going to know who we are. They don't know who we are yet, but next year they're going to know. And it's just like the passion and the enthusiasm, like all of it was just so yeah, it was it was overwhelming.
0: <laughs> and then, so you get down to New Zealand, and before filming starts, they have you guys through, st- especially if you're going to be in harnesses all the time. Do they make you go through the uh, the stunt training?
1: They did. They were like, "Hey, so you're going to be a part of stunt training." And me and Kozme were like, "Wait, really?" But I just remember we would go to this gym um, with the Japanese stunt team, and oh my god, they're they're so amazing. They're so talented. And they're the most hardworking people ever. But they were really patient with us, and they. Taught us how to roll, how to fall, how to throw some punches, how to throw some kicks, and um yeah, it was we I think we trained for about a week or two um until we started rehearsing for the show and then finally filming
0: for the show. my goodness, so what sort of prep work goes into the creating the character of Betty for you? Do the writers communicate some of the plans to the character to you, or are you putting some of your own stuff into it? How does it work?
1: Oh my God, so Like our whole cast we're so involved in our characters and like creating these characters for the show we were all so stressed out for the first month of filming because we all wanted to do such a good job you know Mm -hmm. um and we don't want to let the fans down because we know how big this is for them you know so i feel like i am betty in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and i remember just like trying to figure her out and like I, I went to chip at one point I was like hey chip like like is this her like did I get it right and he was like yeah that's her that's her so it's just it was a lot of like um trial and error for our characters and like like seeing what works and seeing what doesn't work and I remember like simon who was one of the directors he shot the first few episodes with us and then he left because he had to shoot shortland Street which is like a musical that like um shows here mm-hmm. but then he came back a couple of months later and he was like oh my god you guys like just the difference, like, you guys are just so, like, you know who your characters are now, you know? So it was just really cool to have him come back a few months later and be like, oh my God, like, you guys have it, you know? But it was definitely, it was definitely a little stressful in the beginning because we just care so much.
0: For sure. And then talk a little bit about finding those characters in that stressful time. Like, what sort of helped you to key in to who your character was?
1: Well, I, I know that she is the complete opposite of Ben. You know, Ben is more timid, more shy. He's the one that, like, wants to, like, hide. Betty wants to be on the front line, like, during the battle. You know, she's she's a more impulsive one. She's the one that drags Ben into all of it. And so I knew that, like, I had to kind of tap into that part of me, the, like, impulsive, badass, you know, kind of like, you know what, I've fallen down seven times, I'm going to get up eight. And so and I, I definitely worked a lot with my uh, acting coach back home. I would Skype her. From my apartment like on my like, on my days off being like hey like help me with this character um so it was really it was just a lot of work but I think that it's easiest when you find your character in you you know because we have so much so many parts to ourselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um it definitely helped me a lot like making that become real because I didn't want her to be like just a comedy character I wanted her to have like an actual real life and soul breathing inside of her
0: Indeed. So yeah, that was actually my next question about making your character more than just a comedy character. Because for the last, uh, not, not the last couple seasons, but uh, the season before and some seasons before that, there have been the quote-unquote comedy characters of Power Rangers, and fans have had you know their own reactions to that. Go more in-depth about finding the humanity in that character, that even though the material you may be given is very comedic, how do you infuse it to make it more than just, ooh, I'm the wacky person?
1: Yeah, I, I just love that Betty and Ben are siblings, You know, Mm -hmm. and they go through all these things together. And a lot of the time it's kind of life threatening and they're in danger. And I think in those moments when we are kind of like in danger, we have each other and we care for each other. And I think that's what makes us human is that care, you know, and Mm -hmm. having someone to fight for. Like if I were if Betty were in a dangerous situation, the first thought that goes through her mind is, oh, my God, I have to look out for my little brother. You know, and I think that's what gives her the heart and the humanity in her character.
0: And then talk a little bit about working with Cosme, like finding that, you know, like sibling relationship in terms of like, especially when you guys were first cast. Like, how do you go about creating that bond? Is it just doing it on set or what else is there?
1: It honestly, like, I know this might sound kind of weird, but when I first met him at the audition, I already felt like he was my little brother. You know, like he I remember him coming up to me and being like, hey, so we're going to read together If you have any notes you want to give me, like, you know, feel free to give me. But I didn't even have many notes to give him because it just flowed so well. Like we just have that brother sister chemistry, and we are like a lot of people on set will tell us that we actually are brother and sister in real life because like I'll give him crap, he'll give me crap, you know, kind of like a brother and sister would. And we'll like we'll laugh at each other, we'll like annoy each other, you know, and we hang out on like when days we're not working, like I'll go to his place and we'll watch movies together and like order Uber Eats together. So we definitely have a. Natural brother sister relationship outside of Benny and Ben So I think that's how it just works so well.
0: Sure. So in terms of like again like going on like your character especially can be like very intense and very funny, but there's obviously a line between playing the comedy and then overacting and just kind of being a joke. How do you toe that line, especially in a show that has a kind of heightened reality like Power Rangers?
1: Of course. So what helps me a lot is knowing that. Even though it is funny, it is like a joke, there's a lot of times where, like, Ben and Betty could get seriously hurt, you know? And so that fear, like, a lot of time, we'll be screaming, Mm -hmm. but that fear is real, you know? Like, we're literally screaming for our lives, and I think – Betty's passion for grid battle force is real also and I think that's what keeps her grounded is that she does want to help the rangers and she does want to do her best she might not succeed a lot of the time mm-hmm. but she'll try and try again and I think that's really relatable to most people because most people like are not perfect you know and we're gonna mess up and we're gonna fail and we're gonna fall but I think getting up and trying again is where people are like you know what I can relate to that and I'm not gonna give up so I think that's what keeps her Grounded in reality and not like just a wacky character
0: for sure. And then is there any inspiration that you take in your portrayal of the character? Are there any uh, Past actors or actresses that you look to and be like, oh, yeah, that's that's a good example of how I could do this
1: So I my favorite TV show of all time is friends mm-hmm. and what I love about friends Like I like I still like I've watched all 10 seasons like I guess like four times now Like I just I love it so much and I love friends because each character is is super endearing. Like whether it's Phoebe or Joey or Monica, Rachel Ross, Chandler, they all are trying their best all the time. And like, they might not be perfect and they'll mess up and they'll have to try to cover up their messes. But like, they're just so endearing and they, and they come from a good place, which I like, you know, like they're always trying to be there for their friend or to, to try to do good at their job. But you know, it might not work out for them because life doesn't always work out how you want it to. But they'll keep trying, and I—that's how I got all of my comedy, all of the timing, you know, all of that heart—is from friends.
0: For sure, for sure. So I want to—I want to just go down a list and have you talk about all your castmates. All right. Yes. So I'm just going to name somebody, and I just want to hear your impressions of them, some memories, anything like that. Okay. So you've already talked about Cosme a little bit, but just go into more detail. I'm sure you got a lot.
1: Yes, Cosme is the funny guy on set. So, I mean, he will literally be making everyone laugh. And sometimes mm. I'm, I'm like, Cosme, like, 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 let's, let's focus, you know? Cause like, everyone's like getting laugh and like getting all these laughs and they're getting into the joke. But then we realize that we've been laughing and that we actually have to shoot something, you know? So a lot of time I'm, I'm, I'm literally his older sister. Like, I'll be like, hey, 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 okay, you know what? Jokes aside, let's start filming now, you know? Aww. But like, he is that guy to like, put a smile on people's face and make everyone laugh. So I love working with him.
0: Fantastic. And then Rory.
1: Oh my God. Rory is literally like, if there is a Gandhi of this group, it is Rory. Like he has the most calming presence about him. And every time you see him, he's just like, Hey, how are you doing? And you can tell that he really cares about how you're doing. You know, I I think he's one of like the most, like, like he's the one that you want to go to if you're having a problem.
0: And then uh Jasmine?
1: Oh my god. Okay. I don't know. I think Jasmine is also one of the funny guys on set. You know? Um he might seem like this serious character because of Robbie, but he always has these like super funny impressions, super funny jokes, like literally right in his back pocket, just ready to come out. And so a lot of the time on set, like he'll be making me laugh too. So he's definitely a fun guy to be around.
0: And then uh, Jackie.
1: Jackie is such an energy ball like Jackie and I strangely enough we're really similar like a lot of the time um when we've been talking we've realized that we've had the same past with our family or like we love the same food or like we love the same dances like a lot of the time her and I will go out to eat because we are such foodies and it's just funny because like we're so different but just so similar in so many ways like I can really connect with her
0: and then Abraham
1: Abraham, I love him. He is one of my roommates and we literally share a wall. Like my room is on one side and his room is on the other side. And our wall is so thin. When I turn in my bed and my bracelets like kind of like clink together, like he can hear that. And so a lot of the time, like he'll come home And I can hear him through his wall saying like, hey, Christina, like, are you awake? And I'll say, yeah, I am. And he'll go, can I come over? (laughs) And I'll go, yes. And he'll just like come over to my room and like, we'll just sit on my bed and talk about life. And he's definitely someone that I feel that I could say anything to and he'll accept me for who I am.
0: That is fantastic. And then we have uh, Colby.
1: Colby. Oh, my gosh. So Colby is the sarcastic one. He's the one who says what he thinks, you know, and I love that about him because he's kind of fearless in that way. And he definitely owns himself. You know, he's like, he knows who he is, and he's not afraid to show it. And I think a lot of people can learn from that because we are kind of scared to show who we are to the world sometimes. And I think a lot of people look up to him because he's not scared to do that. And he's definitely kind of like, I think he and I are the, the oldest ones of the group. Like I'm 24 and I think he just turned 25. And so a lot of the time we are kind of like the mom and dad of the group, but I don't know. We love it.
0: And then a uh, Liana.
1: Liana is a sweetheart. She is my other roommate. And She's kind of like my little sister in a lot of ways, and she's definitely someone who I also go to when I'm having trouble. I'm like, "Hey, girl, are you awake?" She's like, "I'm awake." I'm like, "Can I come over and talk?" And the same thing. She'll text me like, "Hey, are you awake? Can I come over and talk?" And it's just we have this very sister relationship, and I've actually like I cook for her a lot, you know, like because I am the mom, so I, and I love cooking. So whenever I'm cooking, I'll be like, "Hey, do you want some?" And she's like, "Yeah, of course." So it's definitely like a family relationship that I have with her.
0: And then I gotta ask about the ever so wonderful woman who plays the commander, uh, Tuila. What is she like working with?
1: Oh my god, she is a dream. Um, we call her Mama T on set because we're. I feel like she is our mom, and we are all her children. You know, and she always says that she's like, "Oh, my eight children." Like she she definitely she's not just a co-worker like she's become family too and she's always looking out for us she's always making sure that everyone's okay and she's even invited us to like go out and like have lunch with her or like hang out with her and like she's you can tell that she is someone who really cares you know from her heart and she like I honestly don't know what's what I'm gonna do when I leave and I don't see her every day like it's gonna be really sad <laughs>
0: And then what's it like working with the writing team and, of course, executive producer Chip Lynn? Go into a little bit about that.
1: Oh, my gosh. So I love Chip. Like a lot of the time when you book a show or a movie or something, the executive producer is just there just to kind of like, I guess, just be the executive producer. But and I feel like I keep saying this, but like Chip really cares. You know, Mm -hmm. when I see him on set, he'll come up to me and be like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, it's, it's, are you homesick or how are you feeling? Is everything okay? Like, and I'm like, Oh my God, like what executive producer is like this? Like he really cares about his cast. And, um, I, uh, I kind of sprayed my back a little bit last week doing stunts on set and, uh, it, everything's fine. Like, I mean, I'm, I've, I'm already like almost hundred percent healed, mm-hmm. but Chip reached out to me and he was like, if you want, you can come over, you know, use our hot tub. Like he's just the most caring Executive producer and he'll always invite us to go on hikes to get dinner with him and his partner Like it's just nice to have someone who is looking over you that really cares about you And especially since we're out here in this foreign country, you know, not really having our friends or family here So it's nice having him like not only be our boss, but just like also care
0: (laughs) It's fantastic. And have you had much dialogue with uh, the writers on the show like the staff writers?
1: Oh, yes, like they well, they're there for every table read And I see them on set a lot and I talk to them and they kind of just are, they're really happy, nice people. Mm. And I think that they've kind of like watched our personalities and like watched who we are and actually infuse that into the character a lot of time. So it was like, sometimes we'll be reading and I'll be like, oh my God, like this is something that I've actually said like a week ago or something or like Jack would be like, oh my God, I actually posted about this like two weeks ago and now it's like in the script. So I think they're doing a really good job of like kind of seeing who we are as people and infusing that in our characters.
0: That's fantastic. So speaking of like what your characters do in the show, there's only been so many episodes that have come out so far, but I would like to ask about a a few standout moments for me. So the first one is you guys riding on those bikes. What was that like?
1: I, okay. So are you talking about the tandem bike? Yes. Yes. So the first time we had to rehearse for that, I was scared for my life. So I like, I was like, I've never been a tandem bike before. And also like, we're going to be doing this on set, and they're going to have a camera on us. So if we fall, we fall. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, we had to – at first, I tried riding in the front and Kozme in the back. But I just like – it was so hard to steer. And Cosme is stronger than me. It was easier to have him in the front and in the back. But we definitely rehearsed a couple times, like riding around on set. And then I think by now, like we're experts at tandem biking. So, I mean, it was definitely scary at first, but then it got really fun.
0: And then uh, I think it was the episode last week where you guys were, you know, chilling in a birthday cake and then just popped out. How long were you waiting in there for? Oh,
1: my God. Kozme and I always talk about that day. Like that day was probably the hardest gag that we've ever done. And we've done a lot of crazy stuff. But that day, oh, my God. it was So it was a million degrees inside the cake we're both squatting on each other kind of mm-hmm. in the cake and like it's like it's it's dark it's hot in there it's like we have icing in our hair and we're sweating so bad that the icing is literally melting into our eyes
0: oh like, god
1: i know it was so hard and like we like i just remember closing being like okay like just, just call action just call action come on just call action and they would go okay rolling and then before they they would call action, they go, oh, actually uh, Abraham, can you move to your left a little bit? And we're like, oh my God, like, just call action, just call action, because just being in there was super hard. So I, I, it's just funny because when you watch the show, like you don't know what actually happens like behind the scenes, but it was definitely one of the hardest gags that we've ever had to do because like, and I remember Cosme's legs shaking right next to me because we were squatting for like a long time in there. It was it, I felt like I was doing like a workout class, so it was it was hard. But now watching it, I'm like, okay, you know what? It was worth it.
0: And from this first batch of episodes, are there any other memories or moments that really stick out in your mind?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, This episode that's about to come up.
0: And this will come out after that episode airs. So feel free to talk about it in as much depth as you want.
1: So this next episode that comes out, I get ice cream poured all over me. And it's not real ice cream. It's like gelatin and like food color, you know? So it's kind of like sticky and like slimy. I, I feel like it's probably what like the Nickelodeon goo must feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to sit in this vending machine, um, in this ice cream vending machine. And then I don't realize it, but then there's a lot of ice cream from the top and it kind of pours all over me. And it literally covers my whole body and we had to do it twice. Oh my God. And I know. So I, I get poured this ice cream on me and then I have to go – I literally have to go shower and like change and like take like get it all out of my hair and then come back and do it for the second time and I remember like it was kind of like like Abraham was there in the scene with me I remember it like covered my whole face and it covered my nostrils and for a second I was like oh my god I can't breathe but then like it like went away but it was just like like it was all down in my back like in my hair like in my ears like in like my underwear you know what I mean like it was a lot but I just remember those things and just being like oh my gosh like we really, like, go for it. You know, like, we really do it. It's not, like, it's definitely not an easy job, but it's worth it when it comes out and the fans love it and you see it and you're like, oh, my God, that actually looks really good. So it's definitely another memory of mine for sure.
0: And then what was it like for you guys? Because for a long time, we didn't know when the show was going to air. What was it like when you guys found out that they like, oh, it's actually finally coming out? Oh, my
1: God, we were all, like... So New Zealand, I don't know, at that time, I think we were four hours... Behind or ahead? So it was, it, the, the time difference was confusing. I remember it came out and we all had to wake up at 2 a.m., to post about it on our social media. And then I think we were just so excited that we couldn't go back to sleep. And then we had to go straight to work at 5 a.m. So it, like a, like the first few weeks of like each episode premiering, we, were, we would all wake up at like 2, 3 a.m. to like post about it on social media to see what the fans are saying because it was like this excitement and then just like go straight to work. So we were definitely sleep deprived for sure. But it was, I mean, when when is that ever going to happen ever again? You know, like your your show premiering like that. So I think the loss of sleep was worth it.
0: And then, what has the reaction been like from the fans uh, for this first batch of the episodes?
1: I was very pleasantly surprised because I know that in the past, like um, the comedy duo, like they haven't been a fan favorite, you know. Because I know that like the fans like love the Power Rangers, and I totally get that. So I was a little scared, to be honest, before the show came out. And I remember telling like my like friends, being like, "Ah, I'm scared. Like, I hope that they they like Ben and Betty, you know, because we we work really hard." but the fans have just been so supportive and super nice and they've all had just super sweet things to say about Ben and Betty. And I think if we're we're able to put a smile on someone's face, then we've done our job. Like I know the show can get really dark sometimes. So if we're able to just like lighten it up a little bit by making the kids smile, or even if you're not a kid and you're smiling because something crazy happened to us, like we did our job. So it's been really, really nice and supportive.
0: And this is the first Power Rangers season that's done under the Hasbro regime. Uh were you told about this when you started filming?
1: Yes, that we were we were told that we were the first of the Hasbro era. And it it's definitely a crazy feeling for sure. Like it's like we've had um we've had Jason come over to New Zealand and do some really fun things with us like promo wise and it's been a ride. For sure. And I think the fans are really loving this Hasbro era.
0: And tell us a little bit. I'm reminded now. You guys did a little fun little promo for the preview clip of episode two. And what was that like?
1: <laughs> oh, that was like, that, See, that was one of the things that we did with Jason when he came over. And I just loved like being able to do those type of things. Because I don't know if the Rangers in the past did that. But it kind of like... Like it shows how excited we are about the show, which I hope gets the fans excited about the show. You know, like the promo that like Cosme and I did, like it was just I remember them sending us a script and me reading it. And I was like, wow, this is like this is super fun, you know, and we get to kind of do this. And this is going to be shown on Nickelodeon, you know. But, yeah, it was I, I love doing those kinds of f- because it just gets the fans way more excited about the show.
0: And speaking of the fans, what can fans look forward to as Beast Morphers continues, especially for Betty? Oh my
1: gosh. I can't wait for the fans to see her character arc. And which is weird to say because we're the comedy duo, but we actually have character arcs. And I think that's like, thank you to the writers. You know, that's a big thank you to the writers for for giving Ben and Betty like real lives, you know, and it definitely gets a lot crazier by the end of season one. And we just, we're finishing up, we're about to finish season two in a, in a month, and season two gets even crazier than season one. Like, we had our last table read for the last episode, like, last week, and we were just all in tears. And we were, like, every single page that we were reading, we were like, oh my god, like, that just happened, you know? If I'm this excited about it, I just hope that they are too. I just feel like they're going to be mind blown,
0: for sure. Excellent. And then tell us a little bit about your life outside of acting. Like, what do you enjoy to do? What are things that you like? Feel free to talk about anything.
1: So I I think I've already mentioned I'm a huge foodie. Like, that is my favorite thing to do with my friends is literally eating. <laughs> Before I go to sleep every night, I'm always looking at new restaurants I could try. Because I just – I love all kinds of food. Like, I, there's not one thing that I don't like. And I love cooking. Like, I love getting together with the whole cast and cooking meals for each other. And, like, I think we just all love eating together so much, you know. And aside from that, I love traveling. Like, I've – like, to be able to shoot in this country and seeing how beautiful this country is. Like, we've all traveled together at this point. Um, I want to keep traveling after the show ends. Like, I – I love traveling so much and I think it's so important to travel to different countries and see different cultures and see how people live their lives because it gets you out of your own skin and being like, oh my God, like there's so much to the world and there's so many different types of people and yet we're all the same. So I that's something that I'm definitely passionate about.
0: And then do you have any other message, kind of winding this down, do you have any other messages for the fans out there who are listening to this?
1: Like about about the show or just in general?
0: Just, you know, both. Why not? I
1: just – well, I want to say thank you for sure for just loving the show so much and just being so supportive. Like I, the reaction to the show is definitely any like more than anything that we could have imagined for sure. And we just hope that you continue to love it, you know. And another message I guess I have for the fans is I guess stay true to yourself. You know, I guess in this world it's hard to be true to yourself because I guess you're so scared sometimes that people won't accept you. But I think when people are true to themselves, they inspire other people to be true to themselves. And I think that's just so important, especially in this world today. You know, like don't be scared to be different. Don't be scared to be unique. Like just be you because no one else can be you. Only you can be you. And I think that's something that I definitely want to reiterate over and over again to people to like help them be comfortable in their own skin and be confident in their own skin.
0: All right. Well, that is all. Thank you so much for your time, Christine. I really appreciate it
1: thank you so much it was so lovely talking to you I had a great time
0: thank you so much for your time Christina and she's right fans have had reservations about comedic side characters empowering just before but Betty along with Ben have been very much embraced by the fans you can see all the hard work Christina puts into Betty and just how much that makes her pop off the screen I gotta go back and rewatch that cake scene and that bike scene I feel like I'm gonna get a whole new appreciation out of it and I'm definitely gonna be you know, paying closer attention to her as the show goes on but that'll wrap things up for this episode. Come back in two weeks for the next edition of the podcast when we'll break through the fourth wall once again to talk to another creator or performer behind the entertainment that you love. Remember to follow Den of Geek on Twitter and Facebook at Den of Geek US. My name is Seamus Kelly, and you can follow me at Rider Jetfire. Find more content, including tons of Power Rangers reviews, interviews, features, and more at denofgeek.com. And thanks for listening. Join us again next time, beyond the fourth wall.